Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I talk about the untimely passing of Shad Gaspard. Word comes down. Uh, that his body was identified and we lost him at the age of 39. Uh, We share some stories and remembrances of Shad Gaspard. Also, uh, we talk about Dark Side of the Ring from last night, the Owen Hart tragedy. And we talk to Jimmy Corderas, longtime WWE referee that was in the ring the night of the tragedy. All that right now on the Busted Open podcast. Welcome to Busted Open. Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, and just continuing to look at the news that's continuing to break each hour with Shad Gaspard. And the latest is that investigators said that they found a body matching the description of Shad Gaspard. So obviously throughout today's show, we're going to keep an eye uh, to make sure that we're all current on what's taking place with Shad Gaspard. And, you know, as we did yesterday, dedicating the show to Shad, his family, and his friends, you know, with love and support, and uh, we're going to continue to do that today. And obviously, that is going to be kind of the underlining theme of today's show. And let me bring in our Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray. And and Bully, as we started the show yesterday, starting the show the same today, and it looks like we're getting closer and closer to closure. Uh, for family and friends of Shad Gaspard. There has been some updated recent news from, I believe, NBC out in California about a body did wash up onto shore. And I was thinking about this last night. Um, I was thinking about Shad's family and how difficult it must be to, to, to wait around for answers and not know, you know, not have closure, not have that final answer. I, I'm hoping that the body that did wash up at this point is Shad so the family can have closure. So at least they can give him a proper, you know, a proper burial and, 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 and follow his wishes for whatever he would have wanted in the end. Obviously, we hope he's alive someplace, but at this point, probably not. Hopefully this is him. Hopefully the family gets closer, and God bless him and his entire family. Yeah, and, and Bully, you mentioned it yesterday, uh, you know, the word hope. And I think yesterday, you know, we were kind of holding out a little bit of hope because there wasn't any answers to the questions, and it looks like we're closer to the answer 
uh, to those questions. And then just the outpouring of the entire community yesterday on social media. And, and, and I, I know, uh, you know, people that are close to you, close to him, you know, it, it is a small community. When you look at the world of pro wrestling, this is somebody that, you know, hard to find anybody to say anything bad about this man. And obviously a father and, you know, in in his final moments, making sure that his son was safe and making sure that he was saved um, in his final moments as, as it looks right now. And, you know, you couldn't ask more from a father. You couldn't ask more from a man. So uh, I hope, that his family and friends do get uh, that closure that they're looking for right now. And, and again, as I said, it's going to be hard to continue with today's show because I think with some of the topics that we're going to be talking about today, I would think that this is going to be a very somber show. Uh, you know, usually, Bully, you and I are very lighthearted, and we, we, especially during these times, trying to have some fun. But, you know, obviously the news that continues to break and will continue to break throughout this show uh, you know, we'll do our best to stay on top of it and, and to keep our listeners informed. Um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. <clears throat> and if there are any of our listeners out there who have a personal story with Chad or, or an interaction that they had with him, please call in and, and, and you know, and, and tell us your, your, you know, your story about, uh, you know, you meeting Chad. Yeah. And, and, and we'll, and we'll definitely keep that, that open because, you know, we want to celebrate him, and 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 it's it's this is a very very difficult situation. Um, you and I, as broadcasters on this show, Gabby, who's our producer, being a producer in this situation, because uh, you don't want to say anything out of turn. You don't you don't want to state a fact that isn't a fact. And, and when you're seeing things come out, especially in this age of social media, bully, you have to be very very careful. You know, the, the bully and I are not trying to break news. We're not trying to be the first ones to get the news. That's that's not our goal here. Uh, that it's completely the opposite. We want to make sure that everything that we say is factual. We don't want to jump to any conclusions here. So uh, that is our goal, and, and just to make sure that our listeners know uh, what's going on. Because our, first and foremost, before you know are gaining listeners or anything like that, which is not our goal. As I said before, we want to be respectful to, to the man and to his family and his friends. And that's, that's what we're going to try to do throughout the course of today's show. And hopefully we do a good job. That's the best I got for you, man. Yeah. Hopefully we do a good job. And this is, yeah. And you know, we're going to do our best to, to uh, keep, you know, to keep everyone abreast of what's going on. And, there is going to be dark undertones to this show because of what we saw last night to bully with dark side of the ring, you know, the Owen Hart, the last days of Owen Hart. And I mean, you know, usually you and I come on after dark side of the ring, we'll talk to Evan Husney, the producer, and, you know, we'll talk about the, the show and, you know, the story behind the show and the entertainment value of the show's, you know, last night, even, gosh, it's even probably more than any other episode. And we've seen some deep episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. We've seen some heartbreaking episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. I got to be honest, that several times during that episode last night, I got choked up. Like, it was the type of episode when it was over, uh, you just sat and just thought and, 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 and you go back to that moment in time when everything had happened, because I'm sure mostly everybody who's listening to us right now, Bully, ex was experienced watching that show as it happened. 
And that that may have been the toughest episode to watch yet. Uh, I understand the choked up part. Um, Dave, you ever get like... You ever get choked up when it it just comes out of nowhere and you can't control it at all and it just like grabs a hold of you? You feel like this feeling in your chest and you almost gasp for air and like a tear almost comes to your eye like in, 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 in a split second. It happened to me last night and it happened when D'Lo was describing what it was like, um, I believe, to see Owen carted out on the stretcher and the reason i got choked up in that moment is i thought to myself i I know this happened before the draws incident but i thought to myself like dear god what was it like for a guy like delo to have to witness the owen situation and the draws situation it had to be just, you know, horrible for him. And then, you know, Godfather describing his body as as blue when, when it, you know, yeah. went past him. Those are the, mo- you know, those are the moments where, as wrestlers, we become physically and emotionally like impervious to pain and emotion, and we can we can withstand a lot. Your, 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 your body and your emotions become like a giant callus when you've been in the wrestling business for so long. So to see men like D'Lo, the Godfather, and, and anybody else last night that was talking about Owen, to stop dead in their tracks because emotions get the best of them, it's crazy because you never <clears throat> you never think you're going to see the boys like this. And when you see it hit them, it kind of hits you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's almost like it's almost like they're telling you I, and when I say you I mean me. It's almost like they're telling me it's okay to be emotionally affected by this. Because our guard is so up all the time that we we try to we try to filter everything out emotionally but something like that would happen to Owen you can't filter that out that leaves an, a lasting impression i mean look at what Delo said when he started to talk about it he's like man i didn't think i'd have to bring this up in my memory again yeah so that that's when i got choked up listening to the guys talk about owen um because it was it, it was it was almost like they were telling me it's okay if you're going to cry, man, because this situation affected us all. And you you saying that, Bully, that's one of those moments during the show. And, man, you talk about a roller coaster ride watching that show last night. Like, you know, I mean, the show's what? Roughly with, you know, without commercials, about 45 minutes. And they 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 threw so much at you in that 45-minute span. Uh, um. But that's what hit me, too, is that when you see grown men, you know, just saying, like, I, I didn't think I'd have to go back there again. I, I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about that moment. And then reenacting something that they probably blocked in their mind for the last 20 years, you know, blo- you know blocked out. And, and I'm sure everyone can relate to that. There's probably everyone that's listening to us, Bully, probably at, there's some incident in their life that they have 
just completely blocked out because it's too painful to think about. You know, seeing somebody that you love and that's your friend and that you travel with and that you work with, you know, go past you a few feet away from you, you know, you know, dying, you know, or, you know, it's, 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 that's something that you're mentally going to block out. And you could see D'Lo and the Godfather having to, uh, you know, relive that moment that they have blocked out. Jimmy Corderas, bully, who's going to be joining us at 11 a.m. Eastern time this morning, you know, him saying that he felt him. You know, he, he, he felt, uh, you know, uh, he felt him fall. Uh, that just brings a chill, you know, when you think about that, you know, that not, and it's, 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 it's hard to really describe into words a lot of what we saw on that show last night. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, J- Jimmy got grazed by Owen's fall. A, a couple of inches to the left or to the right, and Owen could have fell right on Jimmy, and we could have had a much worse situation. You know, um, it, it's going to be. You know, I got a lot of information from Jimmy last night on, on the episode, but I'm interested <clears throat> to talk to him and ask him about some of the backstage aura from other people uh, at that moment. Yeah. No matter how you cut the Owen situation. It is, it's, I mean, obviously it's sad, but after watching last night, it's shocking. And it's shocking because of something that you said to me before we came on air this morning. You want to say it or I'll say it? Go ahead, say it. It was shocking because when you hear Martha talk about that ring being a crime scene and the show not being stopped and a show continuing to go on while the blood of Owen Hart is on the canvas. That's kind of shocking. It's, 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 um, it's disturbing. It's shocking. It's disturbing. It's how Bully, we've talked about this before. I mean, it's over 20 years ago. People have written books about it. We've done shows on it. Um, And everything's been dissected. And there's a lot of layers to what took place that night. But nothing was as direct as when she said those things because it really was a punch to the gut, especially because they said crime photos and they're showing the photos of what took place. It's like... Mere moments after that incident, wrestling continued in that ring, on that mat. And then to see the blood stain on the apron, to see that, yes, that boards under the ring had broken and there was a dip in the ring and them showing the dip in the ring. And those photos that were taken, this is the the one that really hit me like like just like a wall. Those photos that were taken of that ring, of that scene was after a, a rest of a card took place. That was after wrestling matches had taken place and 18,000 fans had left the building. That's when those pictures were taken. Think about that. You know, usually after someone has passed, someone has died, there's, there's a scene and things are roped off and they take, you know, those crime photos. That is as soon as people... This, those pictures were taken hours after the incident because there's, 
There was a show that still took place that night. When you think of that, it's like, how? How could that have possibly taken place? Now, there's obviously a lot more that goes into it, and you know, with, with things that happened throughout the years since that incident has taken place. And, and courtrooms and, and people suing one another and everything else. But I am just talking about the hours in that building, in St. Louis, in that ring. There is no way, no reason, Bully, that that show should have continued. And we always hear the term, the show must go on. And for years, you kind of, or me personally, you kind of think of that as, all right, well, what the hell were they supposed to do? You know, they had an entire pay-per-view left to do. They had 18,000 people there in Kansas City. Man, what are you supposed to do? But last night, man... I had the brake slammed on real quick because when you hear Martha present it, she's right. Something happened there. If that would have been <clears throat> not in a wrestling arena or a wrestling ring, they would they would treat that situation as a jumper, right? Yes. As somebody who may have committed suicide or somebody that may have been pushed, or somebody that may have been a victim of an accident. And the minute something like that happens, where a body comes falling out of the sky, lands, and that is, you know, pretty much pronounced dead, like you said, that yellow tape comes out, nobody goes near that area, and that entire area is shut down and now committed a uh, considered a crime scene. So, yeah, when Martha describes it, it was a crime scene. And maybe that show should not have gone on. Cornette, you know, flat out said, you know, well, maybe Cornette said that they, they flat out had no business doing the harness spot. I don't remember if he said they, the show should not have went on. No, he did. Because Jim Cornette said just what you just said, Bully, like, in that moment, you really don't know. You don't have the answers. Obviously, we know it was a tragic accident and he had passed. But in that moment, you don't could it have been a suicide? You know, could you know, could it there been have could there have been foul play? You really don't know in that moment what's taking place. That's why you do have to shut every right right in that moment. Everything is shut down. You know, like you said, everyone is escorted out of the building. You know, the pay-per-view cameras go get turned off because we have a crime scene here because you really don't have any answers in that moment. Now, we know the answers, obviously, and, the, and you could probably assume what the answers were, but you really don't know. Bully, if you and I are doing our show in studio together and, and I die... Is the show? Is you know Marissa going to come in, wheel wheel my body out, you know, and then the show continues? No, no, the show would be turned off. Pro, you know, programming would change. And and honestly, bully, the last thing you probably wanted would do is continue on as a show. You want to know what the hell just happened here? The hell with the show. There's thousands of people listening to our show every day. You know what? I'm sure they would understand that the show is not going on. I'm sure if they understood the relevance of what was going on, there wouldn't have been one person that paid for the ticket that would complain and say, well, come on, continue on with the show. Nobody would think that. And nobody watching at home would have thought that either, Bully. There is no reason why the show was should not have continued. And you're right, Bully, because, you know, going into that show last night, 
I could see, I, I, honestly, I could see both sides. Hey, you know, there was a tragedy here. They should have shut things down. But you know what? The show must have gone on. They had 18,000. They had people. I kind of was, uh, you know, I, I kind of sided with the, the fact that they should have shut things down and shouldn't have continued. But I, I, I got to be honest with you. There was another side of me that says, you know, I can, I can kind of understand why they did what they did. But when you hear Martha Hart say what she said last night, you're like, oh, my God, how could they have let that show go on? I'm only guessing, Dave. I have, I have no real answers. And I think the only person that would be able to answer that question would be Vince McMahon. Like, Vince, why did the show go on? And they were probably – the show probably went on a mere minutes after Owen's fall and mere minutes after they got him out of the ring because they probably did not know at that very second the severity of the situation. But Martha does say that Vince called. And I found it very, very interesting that Vince did not deliver the news himself because normally Vince is the one who takes completely responsibility and delivered the news. I guess that Vince wanted to get Martha on the phone to make sure she was there so the doctors would be talking to them. Um, wh- why? Why did the show go on? You stopped Monday Night Raw because you thought Chris Benoit and his family were murdered. Why didn't over, uh, you know, over the edge come to a screeching halt when you found out that Owen Hart had passed away? And I didn't, I've never asked myself these questions out loud or I'm asking them to you or, you know, to the nation until today because that, episode last night definitely scratched at that scab that's been you know building up for years last night that scab was ripped right off just like we we talked about with the with the benoit situation you know over years those kind of memories and those kind of hurt you know painful things to relive they scar up we try to suppress them we don't try to think about them as much last night scratched right at it ripped it right off and, and much like you, man, why did that show go on? Not, not even from a human point of view, but from a, a legal point of view. I mean, how are police not on the scene saying, shut, shut, this needs to be shut down immediately. We just had a death in that ring. Shut this down immediately. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. Can you believe it? In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, Anfield has erupted, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching More Than a Game. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office identified the body that was washed ashore overnight in Venice Beach as Shad Gaspard or, uh, this morning, uh, Shad Gaspard being 39 years old. So it looks like, you know, the, the family's getting some closure of what's been going on the last 24 hours. I guess you can consider this just the tiny, tiny, tiniest bit of positive within this entire uh sad horrendous situation at least the family at least 
his wife, his children can have a little bit of closure. At least they can take his body and have it, you know, whether he wanted to be cremated or buried or whatever it was, at least they can pay respect to his body and put it where he would have wanted it to be. Uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't know, Dave, let me ask you. If a loved one, if, if a similar situation happened to a loved one of yours, would you prefer to have them back or would you prefer to not? Well, uh, you know, I, I told you off the air yesterday, I had almost the identical thing happen to my cousin Patrick. Oh, that, and I, you know what, dude, yeah. I'm so sorry. I did forget. No, no, you no. Tell me. It was, it was it, I, the identical story. Um, and, and, he helped his sister ashore, made sure that his sister was safe, and he got taken from the undertow, and his body washed up, you know, about eighteen hours later. Um, and so, and you, 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 it's like you know, but you don't know. So you have that, uh, just like you're in a fog, where it's false hope because you, you know, but you just kind of want to get that final word. And just like my cousin, who made sure that his sister was safe, Shad made sure that his son was safe. And, you know, that's an easy decision to make when you're a father. You know, that's an, that's an easy decision to make. And, uh, and you know, he, he was definitely a man's man. And I mean that in the fact that, you know, he's going to give make sure that his, his son is safe before he's safe because— he could have easily been saved, and he wanted to make sure that his son was safe before that happened. And unfortunately, uh, the lifeguards couldn't couldn't get to him first. But it's it kind of reminds me a little of what we saw last night with Dark Side of the Ring. And something else that kind of choked me up watching that show is when Jim Jim Corn. If you saw Jim Cornette get choked up, I, I'd never seen that before. You know, and Jim Cornette talking about as. As Owen was falling to the ring, he yelled out, look out. Like he, I mean, here's a man that's about to die. And his thought probably as he was going down, he probably caught Jimmy Corderas in his eye. And he probably said, look out. Think about that. I mean, you know. I, I, I'm just not sure. And I'm, I'm not questioning Jim or, or the story. Yes. I'm just not. How do we know that Owen screamed, look out? I mean, it, it, you know, how do we know I, that it wasn't one of the guys at ringside who saw? Maybe, or, or when, maybe, you, you, maybe okay. it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, I know Jimmy Cordero said he heard a scream that something was screamed, and Jim Cornette said that he had heard from several people that it was look out. But you're right; we don't know that for sure. But you know what? If that is true, and uh, just assuming it is true, that's somebody that's looking out for other people, knowing that he, that he's lost, and and I think that. The same thing with Chad. You know, make make sure my son is okay. And it's just, uh, wow, it, it's just a, a a lot. You know, today is definitely one of those days, bully. That's a, it's tough. Or maybe it's good to talk about these things. Maybe it, I I, I want to celebrate somebody like Shad Gaspard because for, again, like we talked about at the top of the show, I I have never heard anybody say anything bad about this man. So I mean, that sh that needs to be known. That needs to that. You know, we'll try. I know we'll try to get somebody on to talk about Chad because I want I want to speak to somebody that was close to him, so I know more about the man, Chad Gaspard. Um, <clears throat> my path and his path did not cross a lot in the world of pro wrestling. I knew of those guys. I'd met them years and years and years ago, Chad and JTG, and this just this past year, um, 
doing something with House of Hardcore in the ECW arena, and they were there. And, man, I just remember seeing Shad, and that's a big bastard, first of all, 6'5", just jacked to the nines. And the smiles on those guys' faces and the hugs and the, hey, how you doing? Like, I felt that these guys were, like, best friends. They just, you know, both of them, JTG and Shad, just uh, just good brothers, as we say in the wrestling business. Um he had sent me an email about uh, the movie that he was been working on, that you know, this passion project that he was doing, and I just remember him telling me, "Bubba, please check out, you know, the, open the email, check out the movie, see what I'm doing over here." Um, and I got to take one picture with him, and it was me, and it was JTG, and it was Shad, and it was Ron Simmons, and it was Masahiro Chono. And I actually posted that picture yesterday, mm-hmm. and I posted it because of the smiles on everybody's faces. Like, everybody was genuinely happy to be in that shot. And I like pictures like that because you can, you can tell by the smiles whether it's, it's real or not. And everybody was having a blast in that moment in time. And my last memory of Shad is extremely positive and extremely happy and uh, a, a really, really, really great dude. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, and and maybe we can talk to somebody during the course of, to sh- of the show that can you know talk more about Chad the man because you know let's celebrate that you know we try to do that here on Busted Open Bully you know we talk about a lot of the legends um, and, and and celebrate their careers. This is more about I think for Chad Gaspard's not so much about his career it's just about celebrating the man and and what he was able to do in those final moments in his life boxing culture lifestyle the yakin barack show floyd mayweather a while back was kind of discrediting young fighters that are calling manny out and that's what floyd's about that's why floyd fought conor mcgregor because it's business it's about making the biggest payday all these fighters want to fight each other but there's a reason they're calling out manny and you can't blame him especially after the win he had against keith thurman man it's a business man it's prize fighting weekdays from noon till 3 eastern sirius xm fight nation channel 156 we have jimmy corderas on the line and we're going to get right to him uh in just a second but also too um if you haven't heard uh, Shad Gaspard's body has been identified at the age of 39. He's passed away, and just just a tragedy that took place uh, at Venice Beach. Um, you know, saved, made sure his son was saved and was safe, and then he lost his own life. You know, just that's the measure of a man and the measure of a father. So, we lost one of the the great guy, just a great man. Um, and we, our condolences, our love, and our support to to Shad Gaspard's family and friends during this very, very difficult time. And this is definitely, Bully, a very difficult uh, show to do uh, with that news of of Shad Gaspard and, and obviously coming off of a very difficult watch in Dark Side of the Ring. And I truly, truly th- am thankful for this next guest time, somebody who is a friend of the show, somebody who is a, a listener to the show, and one of my favorite people because he's always – very good with his time and his opinions, and I know this has got to be a difficult time for him as well after watching uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and I bring in um, Jimmy Corderas, and, and Jimmy, uh, thank you so much for the time today. I know it's got to be uh, difficult for you to talk about this situation. Um, yeah, guys, thank you for having me on. Uh, appreciate it very much, and yes, it is 
doubly difficult, like especially with the uh, the Shad situation. And and I, I hate I, I don't want to sound cliche about this, but such a such a good guy that Shad was, and and the man's a hero. The man is a hero. Bottom line, and and my heart goes out to his family and prayers and thoughts. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Jimmy, uh, obviously, we've been talking a lot this morning about Owen and about the episode last night uh, that you were on and you gave your take. And I'm I'm just going to get to it because uh, I want to I want to know some some honest answers here, or at least as honest as you can give without treading the WWE water at all. Why did the show, why did the show go on? I, uh, and this is completely honest bully. Uh, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, I honestly do not know because after everything had occurred and they finally got Owen on the stretcher and were wheeling him back for some reason I can't explain, I scooped up the Blue Blazer cape, and I was clutching it and following them to the back. And when I got to the back, there's uh, there's Deborah crying, and Jeff is in tears. Somebody grabbed the uh, the cape out of my hands, but I followed the stretcher to, to the ambulance and was outside and watched as it was pulled away, and I was I, I was shaken, like like beyond belief and somebody sat me down on the steps and gave me a cigarette and I was trying to calm myself down. And that's, uh, you remember John D'Amico worked in production. Yes. yes. Yeah. He came up to me and says, Hey, we got to go. And I said, we got to go where he says, uh, we got to go get you checked out. And I said, what do you mean? You got to get me checked out. He says, we got to take you to the hospital. We're just going to check you out precaution. I said, I don't need to go to the hospital. I just need to, I, I need to calm down. He said, Nope, that's, Company protocol, we got to take you to the hospital. So I, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know that the show continued. I had no recollection of that. All I know is they took me to get checked out, apparently because of what I explained in, in, the, in the episode last night, that I got brushed on the side of the head and my shoulder. So they just wanted to make sure that everything was okay in their eyes. Okay, that, so you, go to, you went to the hospital? Yes, actually, I did. Same. How long were you, how long were you at the hospital? Uh, maybe an hour and a half. When you left the hospital, and did you go back to the arena? No, they had grabbed my stuff, and to be and here's the hard part. <clears throat> um, after I left the hospital, well, at the hospitals where I found out, they, the nurse came in and told me, "Were you with the gentleman that they brought in?" referring to Owen. And I said, yes, how is he? And they, that's when they told me he passed away. Wow. So I, again, uh, oh man. And then like my first reaction was to call home and call my fiance at the time, my wife and, and, and tell her what had happened. And then I, John stayed in the waiting room. And when I met him, he said, Hey, we got to go. And this is where it's all a blur now because the next day we were in St. Louis for Raw. I don't remember after the hospital going to St. Louis for the life of me. I don't remember the, whether we drove, whether we flew, were we on the bus. I it, it's a it's gone. I, that, that is not there. And that, no matter how much I try to remember going from Kansas City to St. Louis, it's not there. 
when does your memory kick back in? Um, it's it's kind of like I remember waking up in the hotel in St. Louis, and and we head over to the venue, and I'm still trying to process everything. You know what I mean? Nothing makes sense, and and I walk into the building, and the first person I uh, of, of the talent that I run into is is Taker. And Taker sees me and he stops me. He goes, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm good. He says, are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be okay. And he says to me, if there's anything you need, you come to me. And I went, okay. And I'm like wondering what's going on. And I run into Hunter, same thing. And then, you know, I go in the production office and everybody's just in tears and stuff. Uh, JR was awesome. But brought me into his his, his talent relations office. You know, look, you want time off? You want to go home? We'll send you home. And I'm like, no, I think I need to be here. Some, something's telling me I need to be here with everybody. Uh, and 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 then King uh, Lawler sat me down, and that's when it really hit close to home because he he said, "Do you remember anything?" I said, "I just remember, you know, feeling that something brushed me." And I, at the time, I thought somebody threw something. And he said, uh, uh, he told me that he saw the last maybe 15, 20 feet of Owens fall. And the first thing he thought is, oh, my God, he's going to land on the ref. And that's when I just completely lost it. It just. Uh, and, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to describe it. And I, and I feel guilty now because I don't want to make this about me because a man lost his life. A family lost a father and, and, and a husband. And here I'm feeling guilt for, for feeling like, oh, my goodness, I was almost a different part of this tragedy. We're not making it about you, and you're not making it about you. We're just trying to walk through uh, and, and gather some information and the story uh, that we did not get last night. And you being the person to give the best firsthand account, because obviously you were in there. Um, and I think what me and Dave were looking to, to find out was – the vibe of the company what did you ever find out in the days and weeks to come once things you know kind of calmed down a little bit why the decision was made for the show to continue or based on the fact that you were with the wwe for 20 some odd years whatever why do you think the show continued did the boys think it was right for the show to continue did anybody voice their opinion that the show should have stopped it, it to me no because it, it, it was something that was kind of talked about among some people but it was not openly discussed it wasn't like, I mean, like privately, there were people were questioning, obviously, why did we continue with this show? Uh, you know, like you guys said earlier, in hindsight, people were saying, man, maybe we shouldn't have gone on with this thing. Maybe, but nobody got a straight answer as to why the show continued. And, you know, for you and, and it's, you know, and I, I completely understand when something like that happens, it's a whirlwind, it's a blur, like you don't remember the next you know, 24 hours for you is just like, you're probably just going through the motions when you go through a tragedy like that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to that. So that's why, you know, on, on the, uh, on the flip side, when you think about, you know, the wrestlers that continued to wrestle, like bully and I were talking about Jim Ross continuing, you know, commentating after that. I, I, I don't know how, <laughs> I, I don't know how you can, you can, 
you know, step into that ring and, you know, and I, I was very honest at the beginning of the show, Jimmy, I don't know if you heard it, but, you know, for years, and it's been, you know, over 20 years since this tragedy has taken place. I always thought as a fan that the show shouldn't have continued, but on the, on, I also understood why it continued until I saw Dark Side of the Ring last night. When you hear, you know, Martha Hart, you know, show those pictures and 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 you see the blood stain and and you, and you know that boards were broken and that was a crime scene and and also Jimmy like not knowing i mean a man had just fallen you know uh you know from the top of arena into the ring you know you can assume some things but you really don't know what was it a suicide attempt was there foul play like those are questions that are usually asked when when an incident like that occurred, but yet on that scene and in the exact same place where he had fallen, people continued to work for hours after that. And those photos that were shown on that TV were taken once the show was over and the crowd had left. And then in an empty venue, they took the photos of the crime scene. When you look at it that way, I mean, it's almost like, you know, how were they even able to continue on with the show? How was how did police not come in and stop them from continuing the show? It's it's really like in hindsight, it's almost like an impossible thing for that show to even continue like it did. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, like, obviously, uh, you know, when you're when you're there and you're working for them and sometimes you're thinking to yourself, uh, you try to make for lack of a better term, you try to make excuses. Well, we didn't know at the time. Nobody knew at the time. We knew fairly quickly, apparently, you know, that as, as you saw from Jr., he found out during the show that, that Owen had passed right, right then and there. there oh man. It, to this day, you know, I, I try to think to myself, what, how can you justify continuing the show? And in my mind, I, I, I can't right now especially after watching last night and, and that being brought to light about it being a potential crime scene and, and, you know, should have been investigated, uh, man, it, 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 I was hoping for more answers, uh, and I got more questions if that makes sense. Yeah. Jimmy, um, one of the things that I was shocked about after the episode was over was social media and mm-hmm. some of the opinions of fans when it came to Martha Hart. Do you have a take on Martha? How do you feel she came off last night? Do you agree what she said, or do you have a different take? Um, it, it's hard for me because it's hard for me to envision what she's thinking at the time. Uh, you know, I honestly believe that, um, you know, she she felt that this was a completely avoidable tragedy. And, you know, I think part of it was, in all honesty, and this is my opinion, part of it was fueled by her wanting to seek a little bit of retribution uh, for that, but at the same time uh, also wanting to mem- honor the memory of Owen, who is such a good dude, because... You know, and I know this is a sad time, but when I think back to Owen, I try to think more about, uh, I'll be honest with you, some of the most fun matches I've ever had in my life was refereeing with Owen. And and, and I try to bring it back to that, but again, everything gets outweighed by what we saw. And getting back to your question, uh, Bully, I, I 
don't want to get off track. Uh, I, I want to believe what he says, but I think some of it is fueled by her. I, I don't want to use the word revenge. I think revenge is a strong word, but just wanting to make people pay for what happened. If that makes sense. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, you talked about your relationship with Owen and how you always had so much fun working with Owen. And Owen is another one of those guys, just like Shad Gaspard, that the boys love being around. Owen was always joking around, having fun. Big ribber. <laughs> you know, love to rib the boys and have some fun. But if you were the referee that night, that means you had to have spent some time with Owen and Godfather that day. JR spoke about the demeanor of Owen on that day and how Owen just didn't seem like his happy, jovial self and seemed a little off. Did you notice that about Owen on that particular day? Um, I, I, off for me would be uh, not... Uh, entirely correct for me. Uh, he was a little quieter than normal because, you know, like you said, Owen, Owen just loved to have fun. He loved to joke around. He loved the rib, you know, and stuff like that. It, he just seemed a little quieter than normal and more. Um, it seemed to be more in thought if that, if, you know, like you're sitting with him and Godfather and just, you know, finding out, going over the match and finding out what they wanted, you know, to do. And other than that, I didn't have a whole lot of interactions with him because, you know, at the time I had multiple duties. So I was, you know, handling the ring and doing other stuff and multitasking and stuff. But again, I didn't see him being too off, but I will say quieter than normal. Yeah. And, and Jimmy watching that and, and just, you know, going through that tragedy and, and, and listen, hearing that you were in the ring and you feeling like something brushing up against you, like you have, the, I, I know for you, for me, watching that as, as a friend of yours, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, that, that close to be able to feel that behind you, to, for it to brush up against you. It's just that it's, it's, it, it really brings a chill down your spine. And, and, and thankfully, thank God you are. Uh, uh, okay after that and and just hearing about what you had to go through that night and the blur of it and then just thinking about just as a professional what jr had to do as a broadcaster and the wrestlers having to get back into into a ring where their friend had just passed away in it's just it's incomprehensible and and i'm sh and i'm sure jimmy that this situation would be completely different if it happened today on every on every level like I'm sure there would have been other safety precautions that would have taken place with him coming down from the ring. I'm sure that, you know, that the show would have been stopped. I'm sure that this whole ordeal would have been completely different or avoided if it happened 20 years later. Oh, definitely. I totally agree with that. And, and again, this is not a defense of the company, but that was a situation I don't recall at least in my mind ever having something that tragic. Uh, Bully mentioned the draws incident uh, earlier in the show, and that was terrible as well. But I don't recall anything this tragic happening uh, in wrestling. So I, it's not like you have um, um, a precedent to go by, if that, makes, yeah. if that makes any kind of sense. I mean, I'm not, again, not defending the, the, the choice of going on with the show, because as we look back, I think that may have been a mistake, in, in my opinion. But, uh, uh, you know, this is the, unprecedented to see something like that happen. 
Yeah, and and Jimmy, I know it was tough. Uh, I'm sure it was tough for you to watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring last night. And and I, you know, as your friend, I truly appreciate. I truly appreciate the time today. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I wish I could have shed uh, a little more light on on uh, you know the immediate aftermath and what was going on backstage, but um, you know, uh, I just wasn't there to. To, to see it. So I, I saw very little of that. And um, again, I'm going to try as tough as it is to remember the good times and the fun times. But again, it always goes back to this. And, and, and the hard part is it, it stirred up a lot of, um, it, a lot of memories and emotions that you try to block, you know, and, and, and put away somewhere. But again, I appreciate you guys having me on and, and, continue the show you guys are awesome i love it and uh keep up the great work guys thank you jimmy appreciate you coming on man thank you jimmy your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Jimmy Corderas, uh, you know, talking to him and talking about Dark Side of the Ring from last night. Um, and he said, you know, for 24 hours afterwards, he was numb. Doesn't even remember, you know, going to Raw the next night. We we finished, we, we had the conversation about Jim Ross before uh, we went to break, before having Jimmy on. I just can't imagine what was going through the minds of everybody that was in the arena that night. You know, and every everybody that had to perform that night. I mean, you know, performing where your friend and coworker had just died. Like, I, 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 I can't imagine, you know, what was going through anyone's mind as they were continuing to work after that tragedy had taken place. You go on autopilot, Dave. Trust me. I know. Not, not because I've dealt with that, you know, that exact situation, but I know what happens to wrestlers in these times. You completely go on autopilot. Look at all of the guys that have gone on autopilot because of a concussion, sustaining that, that kind of brain-scrambling in, uh, injury, yeah. and who are able to complete matches and not even knowing where the hell they are. I've been through that. Like, Taker has described it. I think Steve has described it. Um, when you have something like that happen, you're so on the move. You're so go, 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 forward, forward, forward. Something that like that happens, you immediately, your defense modes go up, you go into autopilot, and you just keep going. It's the only way I can logically describe it. I don't think a lot of the guys um, would allow the moment to hit them at that moment. I don't think the guys emotionally would be like, oh my God, what just happened? I can't go out there because you're so wound up and into the show. I don't know if I'm making sense right now. I'm doing my very best. You're, You're very much in that the show must go on mode and you continue to go out there. Now, looking back at it now, I can very easily say, well, gee, my God, how the hell do you go out there? Especially the very next match. 
But go back and watch the very next match. They got through it, didn't they? They did. And that's the hardest match to get through, the very next match. Or you could say that the hardest match to get through is the match that found out that Owen had actually passed away and now has to go out there and still perform. And as you get later in the show, the match becomes more important. And I'm sure, and I'm just guessing here, Bully, because you're talking about being on autopilot. I'm sure if you asked anybody that was on the rest of that card, they probably don't re- couldn't tell you anything that happened in their match. Because I'm sure you are on autopilot. And I'm sure that just instincts take over and you're in a fog. I'm guessing, you know, because I, I've never had to go through that where immediately after something like that, I'd have to go and, 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 and work. Though I've done shows like where... You know, I was sick and it's just like, you, you know, you just get through it. But I can't imagine the mindset of somebody getting in that ring other than, like you said, you're just on autopilot. It was interesting to hear Jimmy Cordera say that he didn't remember, you know, the, 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 the rest of the night, the next day in St. Louis for Raw. Um, it's basically gone from his memory. And the only thing I can chalk that up to is a concussion, but obviously he did not have a concussion. He was in shock. Yes. Shock will do that to you. Shock will will scramble your brains to the point where, yeah, you, you have no recollection. So that's probably what happened to Jimmy. I'm no doctor. I'm not, I'm not saying definitely. I'm saying what's probably happened to him. The world of pro wrestling, when you're on the road 300 days a year and all you know is pro wrestling, it takes over your existence and you are in constant wrestling mode. It's almost as if emotions don't exist. You're in this bubble, especially WWE mode back in those times. It's a perpetual state of movement, a perpetual state of wrestling, a perpetual state of nothing else exists in your life except wrestling. And you can't understand it or appreciate it unless you actually live it. Wow. Uh, and I, and on, on a side note, I just, I, I, I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, uh, I thought it was a good season of Dark Side of the Ring. I thought Jericho did a phenomenal job this season. I thought Cornette did a phenomenal job this season. My MVP for the season, though, is JR. Not because of last night, okay? It's because I've never seen JR or heard JR be so comfortable with his takes. Like, this is the first time I've seen JR not be protective of the WWE. And last night when they talk about the contract that they offered to Owen when Brett left, JR was brutally honest. Of, of, of course we offered him that money, you know, because Brett left. Let's be yep. honest about it, you know? He wasn't protecting anybody. He was being brutally honest. And JR being the head of talent relations, working so close with Vince and knowing where everything how how everything went on in the wwe to hear his brutal honesty to me it's the first time jr has been brutally honest for so long and to me uh he's my mvp of the dark side uh, of the ring this season and you know what him saying last night too about them moving forward with the show he goes what they did was he said what they did was embarrassing 
and him just explaining that story that took place with him 10 seconds. I mean, it's a, it's just unreal. And I agree with you. He was definitely the MVP of season two of Dark Side of the Ring. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.